0: Channel open. Welcome back to Weekly Trek, a proud member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network, and presented in partnership with TrekCore.com. I am your host, Alex Perry. What's today's date? The date. Today's show was recorded on December 29th, 2022, and is current through the Star Trek Prodigy episode Supernova Part 2, so beware of spoilers. All right, let's get into the show. Good day, Voyager, and welcome to a briefing with Neelix catchy title, isn't it? Weekly Trek is a regular news show, covering the biggest stories from the Star Trek franchise. We are in a new golden age of Star Trek, there are multiple television shows in production, possibly more on the way, and enough merchandise to fill the Bajoran wormhole. So stick with me, and I'll help you sort the real facts from a lot of the Dominion propaganda that you'll find online. And wow, what another year in Star Trek it has been! This is our Year in Review episode for 2022, in which we'll be looking back over the biggest moments in Star Trek over the last 12 months. I hope everyone is having a fabulous holiday season however you have chosen to celebrate but i can't look back on the year that was alone and my guest this week is returning guest and co-host of the trek ranks podcast it's jim morehouse jim
1: happy holidays happy new year and welcome back to weekly trek thanks for having me back alex i'm excited to be here and talk about An amazing year in Star Trek. Incredible.
0: Well, we are going to skip what we're feeling good about Star Trek this week and talk about what we're feeling good about in Star Trek this year by diving straight into the year's top stories. There's a war going on, and I'm a reporter. Okay, so to recap the year, we are each going to reveal five moments from the last year of Star Trek that we want to highlight. They can be both good and bad moments. I certainly have a couple of mixed ones on my list. And which can touch on anything from the shows to live events to merchandise... I've got the host of the Trek Ranks podcast on so we're doing a sort of a semi-adapted Trek Ranks style (laughs) look back at the year that was. We're also going to do this live Trek Ranks style where if you have one and I have the same one we'll just talk about them both together and then we'll keep going. We'll talk through all five and then we will give one thing we're looking forward to from the year ahead that's not Star Trek Picard Season 3 or Star Trek Changing World Season 2 because otherwise those would be the two answers. All right, Jim, so let's hear your first pick. What was one of your five moments in Star Trek this year that you want to highlight
1: okay so amazing year i mean there's 51 episodes of star trek yes that we haven't seen that since the 90s which is just incredible so i'm gonna say so i like the show right i'm about episodes so yeah so my list would probably be if i was doing 20 it would be 20d would be the episodes i'd just be talking about the show because i love the show and everything else i love whether it's merchandise or conventions or friendships or everything else would be would be down the list but Secondary, um, this, you but love this the is show. weekly track. Yeah, yes. but this is weekly track. So I am going to, I'm going to hit on a couple of deep cuts and then I'm going to end with stuff on the, on the show. So we'll see, we'll see okay. where you go. All right. I'm going to start right away with a couple of non-specific show related, although I'll tie it to the show somehow. I'm sure. So, uh, having said all that confusingly, my number one, and I do did do five words in a hashtag. Very nice. Is uh, five words, Christopher's Cerritos cartoon crossover coming, hashtag what is happening. <laughs> and for me, that's a tease. Yes. It's the Lower Decks panel at Mission Chicago. So this panel was amazing with. Jack Quaid and Tawny Newsom and Noelle Wells, but uh but it was most notable because Jack Quaid and Tawny Newsome were in character yeah. <laughs> as Boimler and Mariner. And this was right around the time when they're announcing that I can't remember if they announced it at this panel or not. Uh I just remember the energy in this panel was just ridiculous. Yes. It was before season three. Uh we were right there in the front row, could not have been more fun. And they were basically announcing, I think they must have announced it at its panel that the crossover with Stray's New Worlds. Was coming. Oh no, they announced it at the Strange New Worlds panel at the same event because they came out. And, and or maybe no, that, that, was a, that, was okay, that was at San Diego Comic so Con. That was at Comic Con. So that yeah. was at San Diego Comic Con. So this was a this month. Was, month this,
0: was, this was a couple months before that.
1: So this is before that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's all merging together because yes. for me, and that's the fine. Key yeah. is that anticipation of Yes. Of, there would have been rumors that it might be happening, but people didn't know kind of how it, was, how it would happen. But now we know that that's coming. And so basically it's that panel, which was just the energy from those two. Actors is unbelievable. That show, they showed a preview. The, the room was buzzing. It was yep. just a fantastic panel. And I loved it. Yeah, so that, that's my pick, that Lower deck panel Mission Chicago. Super memorable. I
0: love that. That was probably, I would say, easily one of my top three convention moments of now, 11 years of going to Star Trek conventions. I mean, you'll never beat Patrick Stewart saying he's coming back to Star Trek at STLV 2018. Right. Yeah, but for nice. me, I think this one slots into the number two position just because it was so fun. It was so high energy. The actors wearing the costumes was hilarious and ridiculous. Mike McMahon was on top form. We enjoyed seeing an exclusive clip from the episode. Just the whole thing, like, really sort of set up star trek mission chicago for being a really fun and successful event and i will say i did not include any of the live event stuff on my list okay good I, I wanted to
1: get to, i jumped into this one because i thought you yes. might so yeah
0: no i uh, since i talked about it a lot on the episode that's yep. coming out well it will be out by the time people listen to this with ron Robel. i'm not we're not doing live events today but that was really fun that was really cool it was a great convention and it was such a great panel. And it would be terrific if we were able to have a situation where we could
1: have something similar in the future. <laughs> I'm sure there will be times. At some point <laughs> it will happen. At some point. But yeah, that was that was just an absolute, absolute blast. So even though I got my timelines messed up. So that's okay. I no. guess we didn't know at that time. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but it was st- but but it was a ton was of fun. Yes, okay.
0: it was buzzing.
1: And it's just this sort of sense
0: of like everybody who's in Modern Star Trek is excited to be in Modern Star Trek, right. right? And like really wants to be there and is having a great time. Nobody exemplifies that more than Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid and interestingly they're two opposite actors in that regard right where like right, New- one- long time Star Trek fan mm-hmm. from like a child like this was something she really wanted to do now has the opportunity to do it realizing the kind of lifelong dream that like well you may have had the opportunity to realize at a certain point in your life but I never have of like being on the show <laughs> versus Jack Quaid who like had never watched the show before he got cast in Lower Decks you know Was not a long time Star Trek fan. Did not have that level of like connection and association with the franchise. Now loves it and is having a great time. So yeah, I love that. I love that pick.
1: Yep. Yep. It was uh, way too much fun.
0: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to flip my list. I started with the big stuff and ended with some of the smaller stuff, but I'm going to, I'm going to rearrange on the fly. So I'm going to start off with a non, so I'll move my show ones to the back. Um, So I'm going to start off with a non-show one, which is to talk about, what like the high highs and the low lows of merchandise this year that it it's like a it has been a year of two completely different stories in the star trek merchandising world on the one hand you have the highs right so the highs have been things like we have playmates action figures again for the first time since 1999 with the exception of the short Interlude for Star Trek 2009 action figures seems to have been well received by the fan community. The action figures, right? Like, I think we talked before, some of the sculpts are, you know, maybe not so great, but like generally, I think people are excited. There are $15 figures, Star Trek figures that you could buy, and we're expecting a second wave to be announced next year to supplement the first wave that was released this year. Another amazing high. If that's the $15 figure, well, let's go to the $200 figures. Right. X06, the 1 6 Star Trek figure producer, has made a ton of really high quality 1 6 action figures this year. Right. Like capping off the year, probably two of the best that they've done Admiral Kirk from the motion picture and. And Spark from the motion picture, which sold out within, they made they were a very limited run. They sold out within about an hour. Like, you cannot beat that Leonard Nimoy sculpt on the Motion Picture Spark. It's absolutely incredible. Trek Unlimited's pushing out a bunch of really cool like Star Trek homeware products. There's been a lot of great stuff in the merchandising realm this year. But that is sort of punctuated by this other story with one of like really low lows. This is the year that Eagle Moss went out of business, right? Nothing to do with Paramount everything to do with Eagle Moss having a bad business model yes correct and they're gone right we so we don't know what's going to happen with getting a protostar model a stargazer model a ships from strange worlds all of this stuff that like people would I think really like and really want to see you know and they were for 10 years the big Star Trek ships and one of I would say sort of the biggest licensee in terms of the kind of product they're producing and now they're gone and other things too just like little things like um, Science Division who made the app enabled Tribble they announced this year uh, in the last couple weeks that they're they're done at the end of this year they're not going to do any more in that regard and like Star Trek books we've only had two novels this year it's lowest number of novels we've had with the exception of 2018 since like 1979 I think so you know there is this really interesting story Story of like, there's lots of things that are going really well, and then there are some things that are maybe not going so well, and hopefully in 2023, the things that are not going so well start moving in a positive direction, and the things that are going well continue to go well, and we can get to the end of the year and say that it was an unabashed success for Merchandise that year.
1: How about uh, Anibos? Are we going to talk about that? <laughs> 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 oh, okay, let me, I'm going to That and... was a 2021 story. Okay, great. They, they I mean, they were dead in the water years yes. ago. Yes.
0: They owe me a lot of- they owe me a lot okay, of
1: money. So let, I was talking about the negative really quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and spin a little positive on them quickly, and then uh, and then I'll talk about the good stuff. I think so. Science division. That was, that was awesome, right? I, it's hard to. I mean, it's sad for them, but I also think that that was a real small startup by a couple of individuals. They did a great job. It was an awesome product. I think in my mind, pra- being pragmatic, I was I mean, how long is that going to last? That's yeah. T- that's tough. I don't know. Right. I would never know how to start a business, and that seems hard. But kudos to them for what they accomplished. I think about that in a positive light. Like, wow, look what they did. That's really cool. Eagle Moss, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, at some point, that was going to blow up, right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, I want to collect all this stuff. But I'm getting to the point where it's like, I have 250 these freaking ships, what the hell am I gonna do? Where am I putting these? Yeah. What am I doing? But I want them all because of, the thought of me holding a Zindi reptilian ship in my hands is like impossible to comprehend. Like, that, yes. that they're going that deep and cut. impossible to say no to. And by the way, that was in like the, one of the first 30, you know, right? It's like, I mean, I remember when that came out, I was like, really? They're making a Zindi reptilian ship? This is crazy. Yeah, 300 ships later, it's like, holy crap, they're still going, <laughs> but and I won't get too into it, but their business model it frustrates the living hell out of me. I mean, just so annoying. They grew, they grew and they expanded in ways that to, to try to make themselves more valuable for a buyer. This is, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just speculating. And then. Oh no, Ben Robinson then, said that's what they did. Oh, there you go. And then you have yeah. two or three bad months in a row and you're done. Yeah. That's it. Because exactly. You're not selling. And it's yeah. just like, if you had just kept going at the small level and yeah, maybe the investors weren't into it. They, that's not what they wanted to do, but you could have kept going. Just yeah. Just keep it. Don't expand this this mindset that every company has to grow. You have to grow. We have to grow every year. No, you don't. No, you don't. You could just status quo. Anyway, get off my soap soapbox there. So I'm just glad I have them. And it sounds like at some level that, that there's going to be a return. So um, that feels like that was that that was just coming. At the very least, we were forced to go cold turkey. Right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. <laughs> Although I was getting frustrated at the end because I had like those seven ships that I, I yes. was they skipped over and I hadn't got and somehow I got them all right before they folded. Isn't there one that you're still looking for? No, no, I no, I got them all. Okay. Uh, but I'm missing a couple of the magazines before. Got they, it. Got it. Because they stopped printing them and then they, uh, yeah. Don't, don't start me on that. And then the, Oh no, there is one, right? Yes. You were looking because, for uh, it they sent me the wrong, they sent me the wrong ship. That's yes. right. Cause there's one time they, yes. I can't even remember what it is. It's you really, are
0: looking for, it's like a freighter. The, you are looking for the garbage ship that is emitting radiation from a, fi- I think it's a final mission where they have to, like, tow it into the sun, and okay. and Picard and Crusher crash landed that's on right. the planet. That's right. And, yep, that's right. And, that's, and it's like a race against time to go and look for Picard, because, you know, he's disappeared. <laughs> so that's
1: the one you're missing. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. I, I think worry. it's called, like, the... No, that's R-Cops. right, because I have the magazine. I have the magazine, because they sent me that magazine. Uh-huh. But I don't have the ship because they sent me the wrong ship. Okay. Anyway, I have nothing positive to spin on the books. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Right. That's uh, that's kind of rough. So, But I'm glad you moved your uh, your list around because we'll go to my number four. Yes. Page, my five words in a hashtag. and Because I know I'm on Weekly Trek. I was going to do something uh, related to merchandise. So five words in a hashtag. Like living on the 1701D hashtag, but in the cargo bay. And my, uh, I'm just highlighting Star Trek Unlimited and these products. I mean, I've been waiting for this stuff my whole life. From the storage containers, which are fantastic, and it now help me keep those 250 ships <laughs> organized in a way that I couldn't yep. before. Uh huh. To the sealed glass kitchen containers, which I don't actually have yet. They, yes, those are stuck on, a, on a, in a container somewhere. To, I mean, even the Vasquez rocks. Garden statue with which I'm waiting on as well. And oh, and the plates oh my god, the, the enterprise plates they just put out. Yep from the season three so damn good no no the oh the, the tos ones the tos ones the, that TOS look like ones. the, whole, yes. the saucer. oh my god yes. i love them so much they're 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 so good so i star trek unlimited man they if, if even half the stuff on their website that's in development comes out and is produced kudos to them because i i love that stuff and i'm going to throw a shout out to XO 6 too i haven't bought any of those Thankfully, I did not go down that rabbit hole like uh, someone else on this podcast <laughs> I can't, who swore he was going to stop after like five, but couldn't. Totally Every time it. they put one out, I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. All right. That'd be cool for people in like six months. And then like eight days later, you're tweeting a picture of it. I'm like, How <laughs> the hell do they produce these so fast? I'm so used to these products being stuck uh, in development hell but uh it's impressive how fast they turn that stuff around yeah i mean to have gone like
0: i think by the end of last year there were three and i think by the end of this year they've like added i think nearly 10 more that's crazy. right i mean now you've got data and picard from first contact these are just the ones they've shipped not just the not the ones they put up for pre-order data and picard from first contact janeway the doctor and tuvok from voyager cisco from deep space nine Burnham and Saru from Discovery, Mirror Spock and Mirror Sulu, Motion Picture Kirk and Spock and Q. And those are the ones they've shipped. And then the ones they, they, that, that you can do pre-orders for Archer and Shran from Enterprise, oh, yeah. okay. Chakotay from Voyager. Quark from Deep Space Nine, Seven of Nine from Voyager, Lacutus from the Next Generation. That's a bar. I think I counted
1: 16 there. Yeah, I just that's made that's crazy. That's a lot. So it's, it's I mean, a those lot. are high-ticket items, but yeah, they're really good quality product. With like a bunch more on the way Including
0: yeah. next year they're going to get started With the regular TNG crew The Wrath of Khan era Kind of original crew There's a Krug from Star Trek 3 That was going to get put up before the end of this year It's been pushed to next year More Deep Space Nine They want to finish out the Voyager crew by the end of next year There's a teased a topol They have teased the Cage Pike And the Menagerie Pike And a Talosian They teased a Gorn the other day oh That they were going to do a 1-6-TOS Gorn so yeah i mean there's and, and and the captain's chairs too right they've done so they will deliver early next year an enterprise e captain's chair they're gonna do a ratha khan captain's chair um hopefully more to kind of you know kind of supplement out those as well so yeah like just incredible do they have any captain's chairs out yet so when the guys who did Xo 6 worked at qmx they did the right. tos captain's chair and they've said that because they made so many of those at qmx they're not going to make them at X or six because you can find them on eBay okay, for right, like right. relatively close to retail prices. Um, so that one's out, but the first one, uh, the first one that they have made will be the Enterprise E Captain's chair, and that one they said will come early next year.
1: All right, and we should give a shout out to Factory Entertainment too. Those yes, guys, because so they did the Hand Phaser, the yep. Phaser One from Yep, uh, which is from TNG, which you've never had before. The Hypo Spray, which is really good. Both of those are awesome, awesome displays that I'm looking at right now. And then I love those mini props they did. I hope they I hope yes. those sold and they keep doing those. Those little kind of basically like Eagle Moss product for props. Really cool yep. idea with the little phasers and uh, like that phaser rifle is nice from, from TNG. Anyway, great stuff.
0: Okay, well, my number four pick is I'm going with a sad one for this one, which is... Uh, it did feel important to acknowledge the important members of the Star Trek acting community that we have lost this year. Michelle uh, Nichols obviously the sort of biggest kind of shining light in the Star Trek sky that went out this year, uh, Kirsty Alley who passed away a few weeks ago, Christopher Plummer who passed away earlier this year, uh, a number of other kind of guest stars from all of the shows um that we've also lost this year, which you know this has kind of been a a, a story for the last couple of years unfortunately as a product of the franchise being 57 years old in 2023 is going to continue being a feature of it going forward where we'll continue to lose people who are important to the franchise and more people from more recent Star Treks as well. And so, you know, just wanted to acknowledge it was another difficult year in regards to losing people. Next year will probably be a difficult year, the year after and the year after, and we celebrate and love the contributions that each of those individuals has made to Star Trek and they might no longer be with us, but their work continues to live on in a really important way and in a way that continues to help kind of entertain people and educate people and guide people. And so they're never really gone from us as long as we remember them. So that's my that's mine. I just sort of just wanted to acknowledge that.
1: I love that. That's great. And I'll I'll say my number one pick was going to be the loss of Nichelle Nichols. So I like that you combine that. So I'll move that up here to my number three pick. And I'll say that and I'm going to combine it a little bit With the celebration of the character Yes, because, please do, because, yes. because Strange New Worlds is something That I wanted to highlight, obviously As an incredible part of this year Just... The most unbelievable 10 episodes launch of a series that I can remember. I absolutely love it. And the fact that Uhura was like the linchpin of that season just blew me away. Yeah. I, I was so unexpected that she was so critical to the narrative that kind of went through the whole year up until what's my favorite well, a lot of favorite moments, but one of my favorite moments was at the end of, was it, wait, was it, yeah, at the end of Quality of Mercy, when Pike is yeah. walking around the bridge, connecting with everyone, super quietly and acknowledging, and we get to Uhura, and they exchange this amazing look on her face, this, this beautiful smile, but this kind of understanding, and, and I just love that, I love that moment, I love Uhura in this season, and Michelle Nichols is, uh, I mean, she's been part of it from the very, very beginning And some, I've been a huge fan (laughs) for my whole life, basically, Um, because I'm old. And losing her was that was tough. No, that was the the the. Oh yeah, I had my five words and hashtag was Uhura as we've never seen hashtag amidst the loss of a legend. I just adore her, and yeah, we have to acknowledge that because that's that's a big part of Star Trek—the things she did on the on the screen and off the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it
0: is it it is funny. I mean, it's such a co- it it is a coincidence, a really poignant coincidence that in the year that we lose Shell Nichols, the character of Uhura is ascendant and had such a really strong role in Strange Worlds season one. Was a really integral character to the season and had a really solid arc over the course of the season season, which is really important to informing Nichelle Nichols's portrayal of the character in the original series and beyond. So yeah, it's like obviously they didn't know that, like this was going to be the year that we would lose Nichelle, but you couldn't have asked for a better celebration of her contributions to Star Trek, and as you say, both her on screen work and her off screen work than Star Trek Change Your World season one as a whole and Uhura's yeah. role within it.
1: Yeah, a couple months before she passes, the Children of the Comet is literally, you know, no matter, no matter how you kind of break down yeah. the first real. Uhura episode. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. That, I mean, and it's hard to kind of comprehend when you think about it. It's like, it's the first time she's really the, you know, the the key character in an episode. And, uh, yeah. and so now they're celebrating this character in a way that, uh, that always should have been the case. It always it was a stuck in my craw that uh, she was the only TOS character that never came back and had any kind of uh, post Star Trek six appearance in track, it's really frustrating, really myopic, and a huge missed opportunity uh, for '90s era Trek, and even even stuff beyond that. So, but yeah, celebration of her right because that's that's how it has to be. She, she's gonna be she's she literally gonna live forever. Yep, she absolutely will. All right, let me tell you, let
0: me give you my number, my number three pick, which also has a little bit of an Ahura tie-in, which is that. Animated Star Trek has reigned supreme this year. Uh, Okay. Reigned supreme. First of all, just in the sheer quantity of animated episodes that we've gotten this year, with a few of the episodes of the first half of Season 1, the back half of Season 1, and Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3, we've actually got of the 51 episodes, I think like 31 of them have been... Or no, no, something like 25... Like 25, s- yeah. Yeah, 25, 26 have, have. been... Yeah, have been animated Star Trek Split between Star Trek Prodigy And Star Trek Lower Decks And that's incredible that we've had so much Animated Star Trek this year And that it has been so good And and I know I, I sort of You know, have talked a lot about uh, Oh, when they announce these shows but For both of the animated shows I started off very much with this like Oh, it's great that they're doing this Maybe it won't be for me Because I'm not sure I can really see myself Enjoying animated Star Trek And like how sort of not true that has ultimately been Once we have sort of seen them play out on the screen, both Lower Decks from the perspective of it being an adult animated comedy and sort of all the kind of questions about, well, would that really work in a Star Trek kind of style? The answer, definitively yes. And sort of the kid show, you know, designed for a younger audience, pitched to a younger audience, is that going to be something that adult fans will kind of resonate with as well? Again, unquestionably, the answer has been yes, and we're now getting to the end of just a really fabulous season of Star Trek Prodigy, the finale by the time you listen to this episode, just aired for us recording, it's tomorrow, that, like, I am sort of shocked in a really positive way by how much story they managed to fit into the first season of Star Trek Prodigy played out this really incredible arc that I think when you rewatch the 20 episodes from 1 through to 20 becomes really clear and really obvious and
1: sets up a really exciting second season for the show yeah for sure I mean Prodigy's been amazing, Lower Decks like you said 25 out of 51 episodes are animation so my migration on this has, has been different so right when they announced Lower Decks I was like, okay, interesting. But I, I thought I, I got it. And then the first time I heard Mike McMahon speak, I was like, yeah, okay, I, I think this is going to be good. I think this is really going to be good. And then Prodigy, right away, I was on board because I just thought Pixar, right? I've seen a ton yep. of Pixar movies that I don't think are going to be appealing to me, but they all are, right? Because of the way they they tell these stories. So I was really confident in both. But my thing was about animation was just like, Wow. Okay, great. These will be good. I'm gonna watch them, enjoy them. I just don't want animation to be the thing. I want live action yeah, tracks. Right, to right, be right. The thing. Yes. I want, yeah, I got I want 90% live action and 10% animation. So my migration has been on, on this, has been like, I don't think I care anymore because <laughs> <laughs> these shows are so good. I I do still care. I still want live action, but they're so good that I'm so into them. It's it's an incredible. It's incredible how how impactful these uh these series are on the overall star trek universe and uh, and the narrative so i mean lower decks the things they did with the highlight is so crisis point two for me yep just blew me away i love crisis point i like crisis point two better because this kitty joke <laughs> is like <laughs> the funniest freaking thing it's just like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> It is such a smart <laughs> joke for all of us. It's yes. like just just rejoice in it, people. <laughs> that is an absolute gift that they could take something like that and make it so smart. And then okay, well, we might as well go to my number two pick. Yeah, let's do it. Because so let's talk about uh about prodigy a little bit. So my five words and a hashtag mustache and jelly man, know your roles. Hashtag <laughs> Kobe has a moment. And I was picking Kobayashi, the very yes. first episode of the year, because this episode blew me away when when I mean, first the thing Kobayashi Maru portrayed in that way, but when everybody shows up, Uhura, Scotty. Odo, Spock, and Beverly Crusher. I mean, I, I I was emotional. I was very emotional watching this episode, seeing all of them interact together. Aaron J Aaron Walkie did just an amazing job putting the script together and finding those sound clips. And just, you know, real, you know, we say this a lot, especially this year. Love letter to Star Trek. This was yeah. one of those love letters to Star Trek that just I just absolutely loved. And that's the moment where I started to. I think early on that people were kind of like, ah, this Dal character. I don't really know, you know, what's what's the hook here? Man, I love this character Dal RL and the actor Brett Gray. What a job he did, like in Mind Walk and these other. I mean, he the guy has to play Janeway. Yeah, That's right. Not yeah, the to yeah. young actor and. Right. Uh, you know, in his 20s, and it's voice acting, and to capture that, what, they, what, what those two did in Mindwalk was amazing, and we got the return of Chakotay at the end of this episode, which is like, okay, so Prodigy really is like a sequel to Voyager, so yeah. Yeah, that was the moment where you kind of start realizing that, so anyway, I, uh, yeah, this animated Trek, Lower Decks, Prodigy, love it. Yeah, it's so good,
0: I, I mean, I think that first real moment where, where the show was like, I mean not surprise, but but in some ways a bit like surprise, it really is a Star Trek show, right? Like, you know, in just such a big way. And I remember I remember when we when the screeners came through and in our little trek core slack, I think I watched it first and I just put into the slack, like, you guys really need to watch this episode right yeah, now right. like you need to go and we don't do that a lot you know we yeah. we will we'll talk back and forth about stuff but normally we're very good about just kind of saying nothing until everybody has watched it and then we'll be like okay what did you like what did you think yeah. for that one and equality of mercy were both times this year where we were just like you guys need yeah, to watch them right. Like, like, <laughs> drop whatever you're doing, whatever it is that's stopping you from watching these episodes. Stop doing that thing and go watch these right now because they are so, so good. And we've not done that with a lot of, with with a lot of stuff. E- you know, even even in the previous years, stuff. So yeah. like, there were
1: some real, real high points this year. I mean, the crazy thing about Kobayashi, too is how that's fifty episodes ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> 50 episodes <laughs> since that thing came out. Yep. And it's and we didn't even mention that, you know, it all takes place on the bridge. Yes. Of Right. The oh, Glorious movie. I mean Glorious so Beige. Beautiful. Just yes. so beautiful. I love it. It's I, beige I, and it's beautiful. Yep. Yep. Really, really, really well done.
0: All right, then let me give you my number 2 pick, which is uh Strange Worlds Is a standout, breakout hit for Star Trek. I mean, just like the way that Strange New Worlds seemed to break out of the sort of Star Trek popular culture bubble and really kind of burst into the sort of mainstream pop culture bubble in a way that, honestly, like a Star Trek show hasn't really since, like, maybe going all the way back to The Next Generation, where obviously the show is popular amongst fans right all of the shows have been popular amongst fans but like Strange New worlds reached a new level of this was a show that was not just popular amongst fans but you you know like on twitter i follow a bunch of star trek people and i follow a bunch of entertainment people who have nothing to do with star trek and i follow a bunch of political and news people because yep. yep. you know that's sort of my profession and like i'd never seen a star trek show sort of migrate spaces into some of those other worlds like strange new worlds did and i think there's something really special and notable about that which is a the show is excellent b i think it it just gets the formula just right right Mm -hmm. each of the shows has sort of uh, since 2017 has has sort of experimented with the formula and like how do you sort of reconstitute the formula in a way that's still star trek but that is it does something a little bit different. And I think Strangely World just sort of hits on that from all of the learnings of those previous shows, hits on the kind of like maybe this is how to do it in a way that's really going to kind of break through and does so spectacularly successful and there's really only one episode in the season that I don't care for and it's not because I don't, it's not because it's a bad episode, it's just because it's a really hard episode to watch, um, Lift Us with, Where Suffering Cannot Reach and like from the Trek Ranks kind of you know scoring yeah. system, it's not a hugely rewatchable episode because it's a really hard watch, but it's a great episode and so okay. there's just like, like what an incredible season, cannot wait for season two which now is you know really not all that far away for us and yeah S- star trek stranger worlds have to acknowledge complete standout breakout hit for the star trek franchise for 2022
1: yeah it's it's i mean it's the number one story of the year in terms of just its success and i'll say you're right about how each new series has had to kind of try to create a little bit of an offshoot change the, the the formula a little bit find their own thing while keeping it star trek but the th- the advantage that Stranger Worlds has had is that it's the fifth, and they basically they went back to basics a little bit. So it's kind of like that was that was the formula, right? It was like oh, go back to basics, but make it still fresh. And they oh, they just absolute home run. And that's obviously at this point what people were clamoring for. I don't think if, you, if this had been the first show to come out of the gate, I think it would it be received differently because yeah. then it would be yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But I w- I'll say the the other thing you were talking about in terms of its popularity. They did so I'm gonna I haven't talked about this. I wanted to kind of thread about it because there was a bunch of people who and people like to pile on Paramount their promotion department stuff. And there's yes. a lot of people certainly bitching I've done a their fair pro- amount of that myself. You certainly have which is all <laughs> fair. A lot most of it's accurate. I try not to get into that but a couple maybe six weeks now people were like what the hell there's yes. no promotion for this show. They were people were bitching about it. I was one of them. They had a plan. Because about four weeks out, they started releasing those little vignettes every day. And they were awesome. And the, people started, they really did an amazing job of promoting this thing in the in the weeks leading up. And I remember thinking, because I follow other people too, and usually, you know, get a lot of buzz about Trek from them. And I remember thinking, oh man, Obi-Wan is going to kick, and I'll say our, Obi-Wan is going to kick our ass, meaning yep. Star Trek. It right. is just going to be, everyone's going to be talking about Obi-Wan. Nobody's going to be talking about Strange New Worlds. It was the exact opposite. And I, there's probably some people listening who are going to disagree with that. But in terms of the normal buzz scale, it was flipped because Strange New Worlds, everybody was talking about it. People who were outside of the Star Trek realm. And Obi Wan was kind of like, yeah, okay, it's here. Yeah, I, okay, I that was a cool little bait and switch at the beginning, but it's kind of just a show and I'm not that into it. And there's, so anyway, that it just, the fact that it withstood such a uh, a presence in uh such a i mean not not a rivalry i know people are screaming right now it's not, not a rivalry <laughs> but you know what i mean yes it outlasted that and that was amazing to me so yeah this and you're right you know lift us up we're suffering cannot reach is easily the 10 number 10 episode but it's also still a really good episode <laughs> do a lot of amazing things in it. But what they did with Equality of Mercy and Oh and my DeLore God. And Spock Amok is just going to be remembered as a, an all time great episode. Just really, this series incredible. incredible. Equality of Mercy and Spock Amok, probably m-
0: certainly my two favorite episodes of Stranger World season one. And I think certainly for Equality of Mercy, arguably two for Spock Amok, the best episodes of Star Trek since. 2005 potentially just really 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 good and sets up all kinds of interesting things i mean even in the way that like you know they they did some things where i was like oh i I don't know how i'm gonna feel about that right like introducing cook like right. bringing like just going there
1: and bringing in Kirk and like and even using like Sam Kirk is almost like a, a yeah. joke. Like, yeah, like right. A joke uh-huh. at the end of the first episode like what are they doing? But then it yep. really worked. It it's, really worked. It works. It
0: works. I mean, I remember I remember that I think Jen Tift was my guest for the Captain Kirk reveal episode and I remember being like, "Ah, you know, I don't know." And and well, I hope they don't, you know, have Pike meek kirk and like fast forward a bunch of time and i'm like eh, i don't care about any of that i really enjoyed yeah. Paul wesley's performance i really enjoyed quality of mercy i'm looking forward to seeing more of these characters interacting just like serve it up to me and i'm happy to and i and i will enjoy it because i think they've done a really terrific
1: job with it i love it that's uh, yeah it, i mean bring out season two yes all right give me your give me your last pick Okay, my number one, I can't wait to hear yours. So my number one, I don't think will be yours. And if you listen to our Picard Season 2 summary show on Trek Ranks, I just copied my notes over to my notes for this one. So I love this episode, and it uh, it fired me up in a way that, uh, outside of Strange New Worlds, which I was very fired up for, uh, this episode just did it for me. So my five words and a hashtag, a penance that pays off, hashtag from President Hansen to Spot 73 and I love the second episode of Star Trek Picard so much penance just genius on every level and I did this in (laughs) my track race I'm going to do it again so first of all I love any kind of like fish out of water story where you have to kind of figure your way out so and they do this so perfectly in this episode with Picard knowing kind of the situation Seven kind of waking up and she's president and she's got to figure out a way she connects with Rios they had this really brilliant conversation and then Gerardi wakes up alone in her lab and she's alone and she's alone everywhere and then Rafi and Eleanor, and then they all hook up and they're trying to figure this out and they have to kill the board Queen because the board Queen's there holy crap I just <laughs> love this kind of it's basically a mirror it's basically a mirror universe episode yeah, without the sure. mirror universe and it feels like mirror mirror to me in ways that not too many episodes do because they have to figure out a way to get out of here. And I love the building tension of it. And then I love just that all the layers in this episode, here's all the things that were mentioned in this episode. There are on-screen references to Tuvok, O'Brien, Navar, Tasha Yar, and the Metrian cascade. Uh, you've got uh, Patton Oswalt as, as spot 73, which I love that he made his Star Trek debut. And then you got references to Gold Dukat, General Martok, Sarek, the Grand Nagus, And General Cisco. So I love this episode. It it just absolutely blew me away. And say whatever you want about the season of Picard season two. I loved it because I'm the kind of person that if you said, hey, we're going to make Futures End 10 episodes long and tell this really detailed story, I'd be like, awesome. Let's do that. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what this episode is. It's just a 10 episode awesome deep dive into a time travel story that I... I love
0: and some sizzling Picard Q dialogue. Yes, at the and beginning then I need to mention
1: the whole beginning is Picard and yeah. Q and Picard and Q punches Picard and the whole bit. Yeah
0: yeah an incredible episode that followed an incredible episode the stargazer was a really great episode i think you know in some ways sort of teasing a little bit what we have to look forward to with the kind of show that i think Starship picard season three will be but then the heel turn into the confederation timeline and yeah just it's it's funny it's like the Stargazer and Penance are very similar episodes in addition to being very different episodes, right? The Stargazer is a very traditional kind of Star Trekky, y Star Shippy kind of episode, right? Like, you know, on screen and hail them in a conference room scene and, you know, sort of all the setup that goes into that. And then you've got Penance, which is just a, a real heel turn episode, as you right. say, kind of mirror universe episode. It's got Q, but like the similarities across them are that they are both episodes are just completely kind of immersed and cloak themselves in the history and the universe and the kind of mise en scene of Star Trek and even though in the second episode you're in a completely different timeline where the Federation doesn't exist and Starfleet doesn't exist it's still Star Trek and and it's still that same universe in a really kind of meaty interesting cool way that brings in cool ideas and tells you about characters you've heard before in an interesting way and yeah I mean I'm a, also a huge fan of season 2 of card I know lots of people don't like it but I really liked it and I just rewatched it as part of my big franchise rewatch last month and my feelings about it haven't changed I I really like the season I really like the arc I, I, I really enjoy the the arc related to Picard and his sort of childhood and you know the bits to do with his mother and his father and you know I think the way that it it deepens the scene in where no one has gone before is really incredible and it certainly I think that arc spoke to me in a really interesting way and and i guess this transitions me into my number one since we're talking picard and like we couldn't go through a list of 10 picks from 2022 and not have this one come up so like the first contact day reveal that the cast of The Next Generation would be returning for Star Trek Picard Season 3, and that teaser that we got that had little snippets of dialogue from each of those actors was such a great moment, in a great week of moments. That was at the start of the week, Mission to Chicago was at the end of the week. What an incredibly well-kept secret that right. was. Right, They had filmed the whole season all 10 episodes had been filmed these actors had all gone and done their work right it was not like they had announced it and then they were going to film it so you knew it was coming they like there were be, there were rumors there was lots of talk about you know returning legacy characters and you kind of knew that like like i think the sense was they're gonna be tng actors in picard season three but we i don't think anybody ever conceived of the idea that it would be all of them.
1: <laughs> right. Or that they would be uh, to what I thought it was going to be, because there was a bunch of little teases from, I guess, like Terry metallis and a few others tweeting things like, you can't believe what I just saw on the Yeah, set right, exactly. Right, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so when I see that, I'm like, okay, so they brought everybody back for one final scene, one yes. final episode. That's Cameo what I was thinking. Like, okay, they're probably yeah. all going to be there in some form to close this thing out, which is really cool. That's it, not... Oh, they filmed a whole season already and all seven play pivotal roles and it's just and now they're billing it as basically TNG season eight, as opposed to, uh, you know, the finale of TNG, as opposed to Picard season three. It's fascinating. That Riker's
0: in all 10 episodes, that Beverly Crusher has a really pivotal role. And I think is also in all 10 episodes yep. that each of them, each of the cast members has really key roles to play. We've obviously learned about, you know, other characters who are returning. Moriarty comes back. Law comes back. That's who Brent Spiner's is playing with more to come, right? Like, there's the Deep Space Nine question hanging out there where Terry Metallus has said this is a continuation of Deep Space Nine as well, right? Like, what does that look like in Picard Season 3? Like, I think w- we have been told a lot about Picard season three in terms of we know the next generation cast are coming back we know certain elements of the plot we've obviously had a kind of substantive trailer we know what the main ship is the Titan A it's really great kind of ship design that they've created for this season but I still feel like they're holding things back yeah. things that are very cool and that are gonna excite us and delight us just as much as the announcement that those seven main cast members are returning but like I just find myself coming back to that TV a trailer i watch it occasionally because it's just like right. it's just ve- i was at work it, it, it's one of those things where it's like there's those moments that you remember where you were and exactly how you felt at that moment in time. I remember that for them announcing a new Star Trek TV show, Star Trek Discovery. I remember that for when they revealed at San Diego Comic-Con 2016 that Discovery was going to be set in the prime timeline. I remember, obviously, I remember Patrick Stewart coming back to Star Trek, and I remember the TNG crew being announced as coming back because I was on a call at the same time, and, like, things were happening over here... And here I am trying to remain super professional. And I like excused myself from the call as quickly as possible. And like, then just like the whole day was gone for me. I I couldn't think or do or or process anything else other than this information. And we're now only we're a month and a half away from the premiere of Picard season three. Yeah, only six weeks. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah,
1: it's so fun. I have the benefit of forgetting things too, because you just mentioned that Brent Spider's playing lore, and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. God damn it. I just got excited again. Holy crap. I totally forgot that at the end. Yeah. I mean, this is going this is going to be the thing in uh 2023. There's just no doubt. It's I mean a TNG closeout. I never dreamed that we would get something like yeah, this. Right. And I love that it's this and not another movie. Yeah. Love it. I'm so happy. Gonna be I know I am I don't wanna I'm i stealing myself for them being at odds. I, I I just uh sure don't wanna see that. I know it'll end depends it'll how end good, but I know it'll all be great. I'm gonna end up loving it. But yeah, I just uh I want to start with everybody hanging out, buddies, <laughs> playing poker. You make some very good points, Captain. But it's still all speculation and theory. All right,
0: so that's looking behind now looking ahead what is one thing that you're looking forward to in 2023
1: okay before we do that i'm going to give you one secondary system okay yes secondary system. i have honorable mentions yeah because i don't you know i don't like to go negative or dark yep, yep. but i just want to do it you know looking back on 20 22 okay. i just want Lord. to say it's gonna be a big moment for more house Fuck you, peanut hamper. Okay, I <laughs> hated a mathematically perfect redemption. <laughs> hated it. Oh my God, it's, the wor- it's my new bottom episode of Star Trek. I appreciate what they were going for, and I appreciate everybody out there who loves it or likes it or even doesn't mind it. I hated it. I really, <laughs> really dislike that. Not not as an episode of television, but as sure. an episode of Star Trek. Yes. I hate it. Okay. So. Buck, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to rehash a little bit for my, and I'm going to break. Her. I mean, I don't, I don't, there's nothing I can. I'm not talking about. Strange New Worlds or Picard. Yep. But I am going to talk about what well, I already picked the lower decks crossover. Yes. I can't yes. wait for this. I yes. cannot wait for this. Directed by Frakes. I, is it written by Mike McMahon? In my head, it I, is. I, no, it I is, don't think... it. I don't no, think he
0: that. did... So it's written by Catherine Lynn, who wrote Wage Juge, oh, right. who now that's is right. in the Strange Worlds yes, writing room. You. Mike McMahon said that he did script revisions, so he of definitely course. had
1: a hand in, in it's it. It's going to have a. It's. I think this is going to feel like a Lower next episode in all the best ways possible. Yeah. And to see Quaid, Jack Quaid, and Tani Newsom in these roles interacting with these great characters that we've just... Learned to, you know, just got introduced to on um, Strange New Worlds. I cannot wait. I think this is going to be just bizarro trek and take trek in a new a new place that we've never done. They've never done anything like this. I, I've just, I'm blown away. I'm just fascinating to see how they pull this off and i'm super confident it's going to be uh stand up with the best of 23 i love how creative it is i love how
0: experimental Mm -hmm. it is i love how much of a risk it is right like that's not playing it safe right doing a crossover between a live action and an animated star trek that have very different sensibilities to them that are quite different in which you're introducing animated characters into live action for the first time who come from an explicit comedy right? right who will now be in a drama that will have comedic elements to it and like how does that work and how does that match up and like how much is animated and how much is live action like i want to know i want to see that episode now i am so excited for that too i can't begin to describe it because it's just so like there's a lot of star trek there have been fifty episodes this year. We've raced from episode eight hundred right. to now being within spitting distance of nine hundred episodes, and by the end of next year, we'll pass nine hundred episodes and be on our way to a thousand episodes of Star Trek. I mean, just like just let that sink in for a moment that Amazing. it is very realistic to say that within the next five years, we will pass one thousand. 1000 episodes Of Star Trek <laughs> It's almost assured It's, probably it's in, almost in assured. A,
1: Probably in the next
0: yes. Three years Yes so. Because it's only 10 more seasons And we're currently Pumping out Five a year So yep, yep. um, Or four a year, a year uh, But five shows So Like For them to do Something this Different And interesting And experimental Hopefully is a Is a Positive sign For Them doing more Of that down the line In a way that Continues to have a thousand episode long franchise feel fresh and interesting and new so yeah i'm really excited for this and i'm so i mean i'm 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 very confident in it but i'm also just so hopeful that it's a successful experiment that you know that that works for you and for me and for everybody else and that you know it sort of encourages them to take more risks and big swings like that because um they should be applauded for doing so
1: i'm super confident and i can't wait to just like i'm Like are they gonna show a little bit of lower decks, like a full animation yeah, right. before they move yeah, over? I believe so. Yes. And, I think they said they-
0: there will be animated
1: sections. And will there be other so will there be other people on the show on the the other cast members animated yep. and before those two leave. I don't know. It's just, I am I I just, I, it's gonna, I can't wait. Okay, let me tell you what I'm looking forward to for 2023. And I'm just sort of guessing
0: that Star Trek Prodigy Season 2 will start in 2023, but hey, they're in the middle of making it, so it's a high probability that the season will start next year. And that's that, now that we've hit the end of Season 1 of Prodigy, I'm really excited to see what Season 2 is going to be, right? It will not be more of the same. The, the season finale of Season 1 Sets up a really different show for season two, right? It seems that it will not be aboard the ProtoStar. We don't know which ship it will be aboard. I think it might be. We'll just throw out a little theory. It might be a fair bet that it could be a certain ship that begins with a V and ends with an Voyager that might have an A that comes after it, right? And like me. it's so it's it's not going to be the ProtoStar. Um, it's not going to be the Dauntless. It's maybe going to be a Voyager show in which our crew, right? You know, very sad the sort of demise of hologram Janeway that was really well done extremely kind of well set up but like now our crew are A in Starfleet right they're what non-commissioned officers and B under the tutelage of actual Admiral Janeway and it's really interesting because this is sort of like season two of Prodigy is sort of the show that I think people minds immediately went to when Prodigy was announced that they were then told no it's not that show right like when Kate Mulgrew said I'm coming Back to Star Trek and I'm playing Janeway Again it was like but not that Janeway I'm playing a different Janeway and Yes she did right the hologram Janeway that appeared throughout all 20 episodes Of season one but hologram Janeway Is for now I think Tiny wimey go back to The future to rescue Chakotay and find An earlier version of the protostar and oh my God there's hologram Janeway there at the same Time that she's now this is Admiral Janeway, and it's Admiral Janeway with a new crew, potentially aboard a ship that has yet to be revealed. That might be The Voyager, because she there's, you know, there's that cryptic line. I can't remember exactly what the line is. Or she's like, oh no, I've got I've got bigger plans for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a really different show while still having all of the same heart and the same characters, but it won't be as scrappy and it won't be as like, you know, kind of roguish. It will be. A Starfleet show for kids with characters that they've come to know and love and understand and with a late under the command of Admiral Janeway a legacy character that we already know and love and understand and I'm so excited to see how those elements combine together for the next 20 episodes of what Prodigy can
1: and will be that is a brilliant pick because it really is intriguing to see they are resetting this show it's not going to be on the Protostar I mean Protostar doesn't exist There's- going to be the protostar class i think they said so yeah this is an awesome pick so everything you said plus the additional setup that they've done with this awesome mystery with chakotay still out there you've got a villain out there with uh now essencia and uh and the vindicator Yeah, the Vindicator, right, (laughs) who left with uh, Dreadlock. And And Jimmy Jamil is so good. Oh, she's been awesome in it. Really, really clever. And then uh, the potential for this time travel element with this wormhole and that whole thing. It's they really have set themselves up well and in a believable way for this crew to be for these kids, you know, who found the starship. They didn't steal it. They found it. Come on, people. And be working on a ship going out and uh, being a Star Trek show. That's amazing. That's a brilliant pick. I love it. Can't wait. And I think it's going to come in in 23. I think they're They've been working on it far yeah. enough. Oh, man, yeah, so yeah. It, it, they hopefully will be on the same rotation here as Lower Decks. Yeah, it, it'll probably be towards the end of the year, maybe even
0: a bit further to the end of the year than this year, yeah. but it'll be yeah. uh, it'll be next year, I think, for sure. And to kind of pull it full circle, right, we both had the opportunity to offer, right, well, we explicitly said we weren't going to do Picard Season 3, we weren't going to do Strangely World Season 2, but where did our minds go to in terms of things we're looking forward to in 2023? Both of them had an animated Star Trek tie-in. So. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Animation rules supreme for Star Trek yep brilliant and on a more personal note I just want to acknowledge I am approaching my four-year anniversary of hosting this show, which continues to be an absolute blast, and I'm looking forward to continuing to host the show and bringing you all the Star Trek news that's fit to talk about for as long as they are making it. Awesome. Congrats, man. Thank you. Do you have a theory for Discovery, Picard, Strange, Worlds, Lower Decks, or Prodigy that you'd like to share? Tweet them to me at WeeklyTrek, or email them to me at trek at transmissions.com and I might feature your theory in a future episode. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode of Weekly Trek. Thank you so much to my guest, Jim Morehouse, for joining me today. Jim, how can people contact you if they want to continue the conversation?
1: Still on Twitter, at Enterprise Extra, and at Trek Ranks, our podcast about all the things we love about Star Trek. And you
0: can find this show on Twitter, at Weekly Trek, and me, at Alexander T. Perry. And if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. And please check out some of the other great shows on the Tricorder Transmissions. And if you like our shows, please also consider becoming a Patreon of Tricorder, which you can find at patreon.com slash the Tricorder Transmissions. And lastly, if you're looking for Star Trek news on the internet, I hope you will turn to trekcore.com. Well, thank you, Jim. Thank you to all of my listeners. And until next week, live long and prosper.